we are back in the Football Shed, your weekly podcast for fans of football that live on the wrong time zone, like we do. My name's John Hewitt, Jeff King is here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. Now, I'm disappointed in you both that neither of you have bought Corona to drink. <laughs> like, it's the easiest start. We Every week we start with beers and we talk... <laughs> about what beers we're drinking, we're in a clusterfuck of chaos, <laughs> and there's one joke you could have all told, which you is know, bring a bottle of Corona. I haven't had a Corona. Since your bucks? Since my stag do. Yeah. And that we drank a lot How of Corona. How long ago is that? It's quite a long time. It's fair, fair to say we all got the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was that? Well, I, I, was, just cheap, that Melody, was one yeah. of the worst ideas ever. I feel like it was Jeff because it know, was cheap. It was actually my fault. I went into Aldi and because we were buying slabs of beer to go away and I was like, oh, a slab of Aldi for 30 bucks. So I text Jeff and went, oh, it's real cheap um, Corona in Aldi. So he went and bought two. I bought two. And then we told someone else. So that ended up six slabs of Corona. Mm, bad and, news. Yuck. And then when we ran out of lemon and lime, it all went downhill. Well, I don't think it's good with either. No. Disgusting beer. Um, but this week is going to be a bit different. So every week we usually start with a question, but the only question I could think of is how many players in the Premier League have coronavirus? One. Um, One, Hudson. Hudson Doy. Three? Who? Who else? don't know. So, but I'm going to do the admin before we do oh, the sorry, fake question. John. They're asymptomatic. <laughs> One. <laughs> um, if you want to get in contact, ask us a question or tell us we're wrong about something, you can find us on Facebook just for Church Football Shed or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review so more people can hear us talk nonsense, which this week's nonsense is mainly going to be about coronavirus. There has been very little football. So we were unsure whether to actually carry on doing this, but it's good to actually see other humans in this time of not seeing other humans um, and talk shit about football. Yeah, and you know, I I think... um it's nice to not think about it for a bit, you know. You can, you can get fatigued, even though oh. the, the, we're going to pretty much dominate the, the football talk. But it's it's um nice to be in a conversation that isn't based on just news updates. So welcome yes. to it. So this, what we can do is just make up what we think is going to happen to football <laughs> yeah. in the next three to six months. Um, first up, Premier League's off. So will the Premier League season finish? Uh, yes, in some form. Do you think they're going to finish all the games? I just think there's too much. There's too much uncertainty. This, I know this is a really cop out answer. <laughs> there's just there is too much uncertainty to answer that question. However, I think that will certainly be their intention. And I think that, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I think I think You've been moving, in too many meetings this moving week. Moving the Euros was a very important. <laughs> event in this in that it gives them a bigger window with which to be able to hold the games so what you're saying is you're not sure but they will certainly try (laughs) is that that a good mark so many words but yeah i mean i i I think that um i think they have to finish the season don't they they're 29 games in you can't just go karen brady um chief exec of west ham came out and went Oh, just make it null and void. <coughs> Cut. You can't. You can't make it just. Don't be rude to her, Rod. She's like one of the only three people that got the payroll. Um, you can't make well, a whole season. Son, columnist, and you yeah. know, director in a part time. You can't scumbag. make the whole. <laughs> you can't make a whole season null and void, and just go. Whatever happened has to stop. Whilst There's... your club is in danger of being relegated. Exactly. In my opinion, you have to finish the season and you have to finish all the games. 
And I don't think it matters if it takes until September, October, November. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think you have to then... I mean, the argument would be... I agree with you as a from a philosophical standpoint. Yeah. However, I guarantee you that the number one influencing factor... Money! Of course it is. And probably from a money perspective, they will just go write it off and go into the next season. Although, would it not make loads of money if you had like an equivalent of a World Cup of just Premier League where everyone plays games every two days and it's utter carnage and you have like a month of July and everyone plays eight games in a month? It'd be amazing. I'd love it. Yeah, and that's why, like, why not be creative? Why not do something like that and try and, you know, obviously it's not going to happen now, but there is an option of playing behind closed doors. Mm. Um, and I think there's an argument there. If you can have some, if you can have some certainty that all the players have been tested and then are in an environment where they can't get it, then why can't you have games? No, because it's not about the games. It's about training. Mm. They're, they're not training. They're they're they're, they're isolating themselves. Or when they are training, who was it in Italy who gave that um gave that interview? They're having to stand two meters apart in training. Yeah, they, they yeah. can't run next to each other. So. Like, like tackle. You, so but what yes, about fine, if you, we might if be able to did... cobble together a game from somewhere? But that's with unfit, untrained there players. Was, you know, I take team... it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'd, probably, I'd it. probably take pub football to be honest. Like I'd quite enjoy some fat blokes running around. You know, <laughs> the one uh, professional team. I don't know who it was. Um, played. You know that um, where you put the big zorb. Zorb. Um, uh, what's it called? Where you run around when you have your legs out the bottom. Yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. They just played that because they're like, well, you can't touch each other with this on. Oh, so. Jesus Christ! Like, that, what do the... you think, Jeff? Is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? I feel like you are the most educated man in this room yes. from a corona Just, perspective. Yes, Jeff works in the travel industry and is having a bad week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough month, I'll tell you that. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen because we haven't quite accepted the reality of the longevity of this thing. And mm. I think that we... You know, okay, so change has been made this week. The Euros have been moved to 2021. Yeah. And as I'm sure you both know, they're still being called the 2020 Euros. Do you know that? No. They're still being called the 2020 Euros. Even though it's they, they've done all the marketing. So <laughs> well, I, I think 2020 is pretty shit. So I, I'd be happy to can that. But they're, but they're not. They're 2020. They're not 2021. 2020. Yeah, Euro 2020 in 2021. <laughs> um, which is just typical football world, isn't yeah. it? Um, but I just think that the we have not you know we look at that decision and go okay well great that's, that's a bit of time that's freed up in the summer so great so what, how are we going to finish the season by then great as long as it's in the summer that's okay or we finish by the end of next season it's just not going to happen and I mean it's not going to happen because as I said it's not just games it's not just how you play games it's how you travel to games it's how you go to training it's how you commute to training yep. it's, it's who you spend your time with on a daily basis you can't take these people out and put them in on the moon to finish games of football just for our entertainment it doesn't work like that they still need to go to Tesco's they need to do their shopping like it's impossible to isolate football from the rest of the world and the rest of the world certainly is not budgeting to be back to absolute normal by June no. well no they're saying what is it at the moment? Fourth of April. Well, like it's uh, never going to happen. It's nonsense. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. So, so yeah. we and the, to be honest, the thing that frustrates me most is the wasted energy replanning and replanning for these things. Yeah. So the, the the most sensible decision that's happened this week is moving Euro twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. So calling it twenty twenty. 
I guess that highlights you, how sexual Okay, it is. here's an idea for you. What if you canned it for the rest of the year and then you played, or even very near the end of the year, you played the last eight games or nine games, whatever's left, and then next season you just have one game against every team. So you don't play home and away, you just play home or away. So you kind of have a mini season next year and then you squeeze that in before the Euros. Or you, don't, I do, or you I don't, don't play cop competitions or you do. Yeah. The trouble with all these ideas... And I, th- I hope that they do get creative and try yeah. and think of something. Is that there are always going to be people that do badly out of one option, you know, financially, yeah. and so it will be very difficult to get everybody to agree. I mean, I suppose the Premier Premier League has the luxury in that they don't have to come to a common consensus with the rest of the football league, do they? They can just make a decision as the Premier League. Yeah, yeah they but- can, but they've been in unison the whole time. Yeah, they've been working really closely with them because there's huge connotations. Trickle down. Yeah, Yeah, relegation and promotion and all those things. So I think everyone in the UK football pyramid has to do the same thing. Yeah, but and also, okay, so the only solution that I feel that could be workable is we we scrap it. We absolutely scrap it. The whole whole thing's done because, as I said, it's just not going to happen. So we just need to accept that. Uh, However, we still play... The, the two teams that are in the top two in the championship get promoted and we play a 22-team Premier League next year. And perhaps... I've heard that idea, yeah. Perhaps we have playoffs for the... Like the playoffs in the championship and we do the same with the... Um, you know, and then top two in League One get promoted. To, so, essentially, the Premier League has no relegation. It has two or three promoted teams and then we start the again. what about the one team that doesn't get promoted? Like, you know, there's all those... Yeah, I get all of those things. None of this is going to be perfect. However, that is the most perfect. No one gets relegated because, again, we're hearing about legal battles. And who are you going to sue? The coronavirus? I hear that (laughs) fucking Sky and BT in the UK are going to sue the Premier League if they don't get all their games. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can everyone just take a step back here? Mm. This is no one's fault. Yeah. You can't sue someone for for not providing the games that you paid for. It doesn't work like that. No one is intentionally like voiding their own contract. So I, I think the only way to make it work in any way near phase, fair is to void the season now. To uh, and when when okay, you're, you're worried about who wins the league. Okay, no one because it's voided. So this is you as an Everton fan. So I is this all <laughs> a I don't want to sound like uh, Donald Trump here, but is this all a mass conspiracy <laughs> to deprive Liverpool of the no, Premier League I, title? I, because I genuinely think that you can't give someone a title that they've not won. They've uh, not. They've, they've, I, they've, I, we could I, say I, that they are, they are 99.9% likely to win it, but you can't give it to them if they don't, or else that will be completely empty for a Liverpool fan. It will be. The, the, there will be, should be more pissed but off. But I feel they... like there should be then, for someone to be, this is where it gets so difficult, this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, but I think when somebody is so close, does there not become an obligation to at least try and at some point get two games played so that we know... like it's, Mathematically that they've yeah, won it. Yeah, because they haven't won it for so long. But then by it's that huge... stance, as soon as you go down a league, for Leeds and West Brom or whatever, the, the people are going up, well, if you get your game to prove you've won, let us get have our game yeah, so to prove... A, so Villa have got a game in hand, right, against Manchester yeah. City. Mm. So you'd say, oh, well, Villa have got a chance. To, why don't Villa get to play that well, game? No, but so they've I... got the same amount of games everyone else. But you go, oh, it's Man City, so... I suppose what I'm saying is that I think you'd try and have those two games, but I think you would essentially say that we will have a a winner. I mean, I get 
you have a winner and then you just wouldn't have relegation. Or I think I I think the only way to do it is either to push it all back. So just comp- say mm. that we we accept that football will not be back to normal next year, even once we're through the virus. This will take some time, but we're going to commit to finishing the season and we will try and work through the flow-on effects. And I think that's probably the fairest. There's no particular reason why we have to play football when we play football, no. other than the fact it also impacts on other sports around the country. And, and, the, the, and, the, and there's a calendar and, set. And, and, and the money. But I think that that's, that's fair, doing it like that. The other way to do it is to just go completely radical, like you're saying, John, and get everyone's buy-in and have, you know, crazy mini uh, pl- pl- playoff playoff relegation. Yeah. Just go, you know, okay, who's yeah. the you no, know bottom few teams? Uh, there is a reason why we play football when we play it, and that's because there is a global calendar. I don't yeah. mean I don't mean international events. I mean that you know the Copper America is played on a yeah, African on the off season. Yeah. But I there is well, a, again they're going to have to be a, there's going to have to be a global agreement. It can't just be the Premier League. So when we say you know, and I've I've heard a lot of commentary this week about oh you know you can't just avoid it who gets Champions League but no one gets fucking Champions League because the whole of UEFA is in lockdown (laughs) so do you want to just take a chill pill like it's not like Italy are complaining about who's going to get Champions League they're in lockdown too so it's not England is not in a silo here to go we need to solve this problem it's like oh my god we can't get our four teams into the Champions League what's we're not going to represent ourselves the Champions League doesn't exist because no one in Europe is qualifying for the Champions League because all football has shut down. But it so, will it will change very quickly, you know. But that. it will as change at different as, times. As soon as with, well, so so and my, my sorry, jump no, on. No, so so, so let's say that there are quite extreme measures happening right now in Italy, which you would argue you none of us are uh, scientists or epidemiologists. Well, Roger, Roger's Roger a scientist, but it's a soil, soil sniffer. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Okay, so none of us. Roger's a half scientist. Yeah. So you know, oh, that's. Very <laughs> do you ever go to like conventions as scientists, and you're like in the shit kicker seats at the back? You're like the crap scientists. Oh, I was. I've been a delegate. A delegate. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, so w- what I'm saying is, you'd argue that though Italy's measures might seem extreme, they are probably the best measures right now. Their their lockdown is doing. It's not doing them any favors because they were low late to the party. However, it's good from dealing with the coronavirus perspective, which means that you would argue that Italy will be in a better state sooner than some of the other UEFA nations, mm. which means Italy might go, okay, well, great, let's play football again. We're ready. We're ready. Well, let's play football again. Right. Great, great, great. And England is still saying, mm, no, we're not ready yet. We're, we've committed to fixing our season. We're going to finish it, but we are three months behind Italy. So Italy are going to go, okay, so what do we do? Do we wait six months before the next Champions League qualifies? Like, where do you stop? We're not siloed. Yeah. So the fact that every UEFA nation has not is not going to progress at the same time, you have to just write it off and hope you can all start again at the same time. But, but that's I, not gonna how's that? But I, by that theory then, I would you know my idea of you have half a season next year, almost you have no season next year. Um and everyone just aims to get back to normal by the Euros for twenty twenty one. And I think because I think you're right about people need to get real about how long this is going to take it's not going to be april it's not going to be may it's not going to be june it's not going to be july it's going to take a long time and for that to be sport up and running that's going to take an even longer amount of time 
So why don't we just go, okay, 2021 Euros is cut off point. Let's get everyone back to normal in 12, 13 months' time, whatever that is. I'd even argue you could push that back again, push the Euros back. I know that's not going to want to, but I just, for exactly the reasons you just laid out, I think that that is really the sort of the only fair way to do it on an international scale. I mean, and that's the only, you could apply it to sport, you can apply it to life. I think the only way we're really, we kind of up, by the nature of the beast, we're forced to just sort of bunker down, put our lives on hold, uh, you know, just isolate everybody, isolate everything, and then just basically wait for it to pass. Because that is how yeah. we that's how we that's, that's, that's how we stop yeah, this yeah. thing. That's and who, so I think but and everyone is going to be doing it at different times, you're right. And so I think the only you have to take that sort of holistic approach and just go we we can't. It's over it. till it's not. It's a, exactly. Yeah. I just and, so, and, and then so that's what I go back to. My we'd point have a fair the, result. All of the wasted energy going into replanning and reforecasting makes me feel like people aren't getting the the significance of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really frustrating to watch people go. Oh, we're going to try and finish it by the thirtieth of June. It's not going to happen. But a lot of people like I think I think there's two things. I think there's I mean there's an aspect of people trying to be. Um, Positive. I think there's an aspect no, of it, it, it's yeah. people's jobs, and so they're trying to do that because that's their job, and they need to keep their job, and so they they need to be useful. And there's also a thing of that's how some people deal with stress and deal with being in this situation is to essentially try and bury the heads, yeah, and just go shut oh, us up and go and and carry on. And there's no, it's difficult because I don't think there is a right or wrong way to deal with it. Everybody's different, mm. and I mean the. But the interesting thing in in this scenario is just that it affects so many people. There is, I argue that there is a right way to deal with it, and the right way is usually the most uncomfortable way. So, so let's use another example in this, right? So, no one wants to shut down schools in Australia. It's been happening in England. No one wants to shut down yeah. schools. Shutting down schools feels like an outrageous step to make, right? Why would you shut down schools? Isn't it like it's not getting kids, whatever, until a kid gets sick? Then shut down schools. <laughs> but inherently, as soon as a kid gets sick, it's too late to yeah. shut down schools. It's only a good decision before. Where, before when it's uncomfortable because you're doing it yeah. proactively. Now, now, that is the same as what's happening in football. Do you reckon, side note, do you remember two weeks ago when we only talked about climate change as the big issue in the world and now we've forgotten about climate change? Do you think people dealing with this scenario will actually wake up a bit to what's happening in climate change? Because people don't make an act no. because it's in their, until it's in their face. And we're seeing that happen with coronavirus. That's what I mean. yeah. And people are not making an act, even if there's Australia burning down. Do you what? think this might change? No, I think it's bad because I think people have already forgotten about, like the bushfires in Australia was climate change in your face. But now having this straight on the heels of that, people have already forgotten about that. No, it's good. I mean, it's, it's great for the environment. Yeah, stop so everyone flying. Yeah, yeah, it's sweeping, but, but when all the planes stop, that's good for everybody. Not yes. really. You know what I mean. Sorry, um, that's flippant. Sorry, um, I'll, I'll bring it back to the football though. I want to talk about... Um, you talked a bit before we went on, Jeff, about contracts for people and about loan players and how their loans ended at the 30th of June and what that means for those kind whether of Whether they performed well enough in the season yeah. already or whether they were Because they'll have clauses contract. in their contracts which says, if you play well, we'll buy yeah. you for 15 million We'll quid. play X number of games, yet you have to buy. There's, there could be players in limbo all over the place. Can I, can I ask who you think... Let's say... Let's say I'm right, which I'm probably not, that the whole season is going to be null and void. Yeah. Who would be most disappointed? 
if the whole season's not avoided. Right now, when you look at the table, I, I, I'd, I'd argue it wouldn't be Liverpool. I'd argue it'd be Leicester City. Yeah, no, that's... Why would they be disappointed? Because the Leicester have been amazing this year, right? Let's talk about the football. But they're going to make been... the Champions League. If the, if it got null and void right now, oh, and yes. we went back to last year, went back we'll to last year. So results. we're saying that it just starts. It just starts again, but then we've got promoted teams come up. We've got twenty two, like whatever model you want to work for. If it's null and void, no one qualifies Champions League this year. I'd argue that yes, Liverpool might not win the league, but Liverpool have got a phenomenal side. They might win the league next year. But you can't say with the amount of. Um, transition in that top six that Leicester are assuming for the top four next year do you know I think two people will be very happy I think Man United on their great run recently under Oli will hit the ground running and have a chance of winning the league next time with a Galo up front. <laughs> I love it that like each week your po- levels of positivity have gone up a little bit. And uh, the, the less time we play, the better Man United look. Also, Jose- <laughs> Romelu Igalu. <laughs> yes. Um, Jose Mourinho would be having a great time because it was all going wrong at Spurs and then he can, if he doesn't have to play for 12 months and he can get rid of everyone he doesn't like, bring in everyone he wants... And he'll be does like, he ever have a great time anymore, though? I don't know if no. he does. Did you, have you seen him do... So him and Arsene Wenger and a few other people did a FIFA coronavirus video. No, I didn't right. see it. No. And it's like a... It's just an information, like, be smart with keeping your distance. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And they just got famous people to say things. But even... <laughs> <laughs> Marketing, do, yeah. marketing 101 get famous people to say things um, but Jose Mourinho his line was like remember to wash your hands oh no it's keep your distance and he's just like remember to keep your distance from people it's best to stay away from and he's just like oh Jesus come on we're having a bad time can this guy just, can, we, just, can we get someone happy have His you seen just the died, um, John. Clive Tilsley one no he's um trying to keep up his commentary skills with no football obviously so he's done a video of him commentating on his wife making lasagna (laughs) it gets quite excited when the tomato sauce is added I tell you a a, a crisis brings out the best in in bored people Um, so would you would you say that do you you agree do you think Leicester would be the most disappointed I think Liverpool would be the most disappointed because it's 30 years of trying but they just won the Champions League right no yeah but but the league is a is a massive and like you've got to understand that there are a lot of Liverpool fans that sort of they're like Man United fans they kind of they have that little bit of arrogance and they see it as their God-given right to win Mm. the league and it's been 30 years like it is I just know from like talking to people close to me that Liverpool fans like my dad who was you know watching Liverpool when they last won it and it's um it's such a big thing like it's all consuming for these Liverpool fans and I think they would feel a terrible like a great sense of injustice if it was taken away from them another team though is Sheffield United yeah yeah. Sheffield United got promoted they're two or three points off a Champions League spot and going they're in Europe right now and then get relegated next year yeah it could all go wrong and everyone knows how Sheffield United play and then next season they just get relegated so we've what do we? Uh, what do we actually think will happen? Like we kind of talked about the con. Jeff, you think they're gonna um, just wipe it? I, I no. Okay, let me let me 
That's what you galvanize this. Yeah. That is exactly what's going to happen. However, it is going to take us months to get there. And we are going to put plan A, plan B, plan C, etc., etc., until we get to a point where they just scrap it. And what we will have done is wasted a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of energy discussing all of this nonsense before that we realize it just needs scrapped. And then the Euros will get pushed back again. Euro 2020 in 2026. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they will finish the league. Um, however, I think it will be a long time until they do finish the league. I don't. Th- it may even not be this year. Rog, Rog, what do you think? Oh, hey, come on! You asked the question. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the same. I just, I want to be. Just optimi- say the same as who, John. I want to yeah, be. I want to be optimistic about it. Oh, do I think the same as John? Do I think they'll finish it? No, sorry. No, I mean, I'm flip-flopping all over the place here. I don't know if I'm coming or going. But I think money will win. Yeah. And I think the people the people that control the money will want things to go back to the status quo as quickly as possible. They won't want to be creative and have these new things unless it makes them money. They will just go want the Premier League to go back to being a money-making yeah. machine don't you know? Don't uh, recreate the wheel. You know, if it's not broken, don't fix yeah. it. All of those, all of those things apply. So they'll just go. This is shit. Get rid of it. Next season, bang, go. Can I also highlight another thing that will affect the the Premier League next year in, in whatever form form it returns in? Is what's going on in the global financial markets right now? Mm. So so something like Abramovich lost one point three billion dollars in the last month. Through, yeah. through investments and holdings. And the, I mean, look what's going on in the UAE right now. That There's proper problems. That's Sheikh Monsieur. Sheikh yeah. Monsieur. Um, there, there is a huge amount of money that is just dissipating. Yeah. And the, the plaything of having a Premier League side might become less and less and less attractive. So we might be looking at a, a state where... I'm not saying money is filtered out of the Premier League, but far less artificial money is put into the Premier League because people will be licking their wounds after. You don't this. think it will yeah. just shift? Like generally, when this happens, there's always someone. It just shifts to a slightly new bunch of yeah, but this is global. horrible characters. Well, like there, there, there is there'll a, still be people that do well out of it. There's always there people will, do well in a crisis. There will be people who do well, but it's the fact that people who are in those moments are losing money because they have money invested in various things, and it just means. So if you're Sheikh Mansour at Man City, you're not going to go and buy another Melbourne City right now, and you're not going to go. Oh yeah, Pep, you just buy this guy or that guy or whatever. You're going to go. Let's just hold on for three or four years whilst we get our money Do back Mike together. Ashley, yeah. I would just say that for the next few years we might see less and less expenditures. Really, yeah, I mean, it's hard to like, it's hard to predict, but I, what I do completely agree with you on is this is not... We're not talking about one month. We're not talking about two months. We're not talking about six months. We are talking about several years yeah. of... Disruption. Disruption. And I think the big thing, talking of money, I wanted to talk about the lower league God, teams. God, this is a happy podcast. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just about to get more depressing. Because I want to talk about the lower league teams. Because we, we like, Premier League's our favourite league and we watch it all the time. It's great. But the joy of the English football pyramid is that teams come up and go down and you see Sheffield United do brilliantly and it's a great story and you team see teams like Bournemouth come up who've been in League 2 and I hate Bournemouth but still it's a good story um, would you be sad if they stayed up this year <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Fuck off, Eddie Howe. Um, but lower down the league, there is clubs that literally live week to week and need the 10, 15,000 people that turn up every week so that they can pay wages and they can pay their players and they can pay their staff. Um, Barnet have laid off all non-playing staff. Hearts in Scotland have asked all staff, including players, to take 50% wage cuts. Mm. And that's just the two that I've listed here. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be hundreds of those clubs. And that is after 10 days. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing, yeah. And once it's six months... and, you, and 10 days. And well, this time last week, the Premier League hadn't even stopped. Yeah. This time last week, it was it was after the shed. This time last week, it was, is Igalo's goal a wonder goal or was it a bit shit? Yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. happened in a week. Man United were playing in the Europa League, winning 5-0 and looking like world beaters. So for, for Barnet and Hearts to have that reaction in a week, that is... Scary so for the rest if, of the league. So we're talking about, say, the Premier League takes six, nine, twelve, two years or whatever to get back to normal. By that time, you could have 10, 15 league clubs out of business. The people that are the Boltons of this world that are just staying afloat when they're getting income from match days have got no income. It's mm. just going to stop. And um, it's going to be a real different football world in about two years' time, because clubs are just going to disappear, which is sad. It's really but sad. But that's not, you know, and it's one of the sort of joys of football is all the history and the, everything that goes with it. And the last, that you know, yes, you want clubs rise and fall, and that's great. But what you don't want is to see something stop, particularly because Jeff, you've talked about this a lot. But when you know football is such a big part of a place and a, and a community, and then so I think it's not just as simple as. Um, you know, whilst it's terrible, it's not just as simple as people losing their job that are associated with a club and the flow-on effects. It also has a massive effect on the on the community. If yeah, you we saw it very this year that. when they went yeah. out of business, and people were devastated. And it's going to be the same, and it will it rips. And going on to another question about how important football or sport is in this kind of chaotic times. For me, it's become more important and relevant in the fact that it is completely doesn't matter. <laughs> Football sport doesn't matter, really. It's does escapism. It? But you realise yeah. how much it's an important part of your life because it's enjoyable and it's a sense of community and you catch up with your mates to talk about it or watch it um, and it gives people sense of community. And once you rip that out... It's a terrible thing. And I, I have a real problem with people who are sport haters, um, and especially when they're intellectual people. When I work at a uni and they all think they're really intellectual, and you get sport haters because they all think it's just dumb people. Oh, you like sport? You like... No, sport is a fucking great thing for the community, and it's a great thing for people to be a part of, and it really pisses me off when people don't give it the value I think it deserves. Well, well, well said, John. Uh, um, it, it's hard because I, I flip-flop between... Hearing commentary, don't get me wrong, I don't flip-flop between being a sport hater, that is, it never <laughs> happens. Flip-flop between hearing commentary where I, I listen to it and I'm like, look, there is so much important stuff going on in the world right now. Why should I, why you care as much as you care about when X game is played? Surely this pales in insignificance compared to what's going on right now. Yeah. And, you know, 20,000 people lost their job in the airline industry today in Australia. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a material problem, yeah. you know. When we play the problem. next Premier League game is not a problem. It doesn't matter at all, no. However, 
I look at the the well-being of those who are sitting in isolation and actually having a game to look forward to on a Saturday is something that would keep people going at a time that everything is confusing. And, you know, sport gives solidarity. Uh, is that the right word I'm looking for? It, it helps you... It's like a barometer of life. Yeah. It is a constant... Gives you continuity. It's an ever-present. You know, yes, at the weekend and, this And when happen. things are crazy and, and you look at... You know, if you're if you're someone who's going through a marriage breakup, or your kid has cancer, or you know, whatever extreme event is going into your life that is that is actually having a really material effect on on who you are and how you view the world, there is a constant, and that constant means on a Saturday night, no matter what is going on in your week, yeah. you might just watch the highlights of the game <laughs> yeah. because that's just your habit. And that constant, and you can remove that, your brain from the world. Of course, for a it's bit. that little yep. bit of escapism, and then that one person you see on a Tuesday morning might ask you whether, oh, I saw the Everton goal was cracking. That might be that little bit that you need as a human going through a crisis that keeps you going. Yep. And that's what we feel when we watch sport. So yes, it's completely pointless. Arbitrary makes no difference, but there's something about it that when it's not there, you're missing your your standard candle. Well, yeah. like, but I think it, and it, yeah, it's the sort I put the arts in the same basket yeah. you know, in terms of and it's that but I found it really interesting this week just to use a different sport to highlight what you're saying in terms of the AFL because in Australia obviously the um, the Australian Football League mm. AFL made the decision this week to continue with the season albeit behind closed doors and, and it starts tonight and, and it starts tonight and there you know there's every potential the season may not finish and they've you know they've quite candidly accepted that that might happen, but they have said they'll give it a go. They'll give it a go, and I think it. I just found it interesting, like all the debate that's been around it, and you could see them, you know, deliberating in their decision. Is it, um, you know, it's balancing that duty for you know public health and what we should be doing, and the health of the people that are involved in our industry, versus the, you know, we. Are, you know, your duty as an entertainer mm. or to provide that service mm. to the community, like you're saying, that bit of escapism. And so many people rely <laughs> rely on that. But then the thing I found a little bit hard with it was I wanted to believe that it was just those two. But again, money comes into it mm. because there's the broadcasters. Yes, there's the players and the people involved in the clubs, but there's also the broadcast deals and everything that goes with it. And so it's... You know, I have a suspicion that again, the biggest factor in them deciding to continue with the season is the TV deal was money. Yeah, yeah. and money's the last thing to go. Like yeah. every bit of advice will be to stop this, and the last person saying no, maybe we'll just wait a day for, is the person for. who's most financially involved. Yeah, and that's the broadcasters. Yeah, and that, and but which is why I respect the US sports so much for making such a decision. You know, when the NBA, the NBA was the first one to go. Yeah, and they were and, quick to just go, nope. Yeah, before government warnings, before yeah, state warnings, point. Yeah. the yeah. NBA was like, no, nah, we're out of here. And the NBA is a big money operation. Yeah. But they said, this isn't right. And, which is, I have absolute respect for Yeah, that's for really that. good. Well, I think, and I mean, that's not the first time American sports taken a bit of a look. We obviously have seen the stuff with Colin Kaepernick in the States yeah. as well. And I think there does, particularly with the way that American society is gone, I think sport has, uh, it's a whole other topic, but has has almost become a bit more militant in the States. Or, you know, there's more, it, it, it's, there's a recognition that it's not just about sport, there's more to it and there can be politics and it can be a forum that people can 
yeah. can protest or do something. But I agree, that's a massive, massive... Like, that's probably... We talk about the Premier League and the AFL... But that NBA would, is that would be huge money, dwarfed, yeah. like by if you put the American. But in sports. in America, it's sport is very tribal. And uh, sorry for people who are listening in America, if I'm sweeping through your, <laughs> your, your country with some generalizations, it's very tribal because you very rarely have more than one team in one place. So you you, you know you have New York's a bit different, LA's a bit different. But if you're from generally from Boston, Sacramento, you, you have, have a team, team. yeah, uh, which means that everyone in a certain place has a team. There's the same team, and it's tribal in its community. So to make that change, you, every team in the states is like a Sunderland or a Newcastle, yeah. where where that is the bread and butter of that community. So to make a decision like that is a huge one, financial or not. So all US sports are on hold. Yeah, all US yeah. sports are on hold. Started started with um, with basketball and then and then moved on. So the only there, other thing is, that, that I take a little, I'm not going to take credit away completely, but they don't have the same parameters of a global calendar. The M- basketball yeah. doesn't have a global calendar in the same way that football. They can does. just move the league and go. You know what? We'll do it. In doesn't this, really it's matter. A deal or, or, yeah. Global calendar that they take seriously. Yes, yeah. there are international championships, but in the states. Who gives a shit well, it's whether you're going to play the Japan? World game. You win the yeah. World Series when you well, win the Well, I suppose baseball. AFL is similar. Yeah, and uh, old, that World Series comment, I'm going to jump, I'm going to, for the record, the yeah. reason why the World Series is called the World Series is because that was the name of a newspaper that originally sponsored it. Wow, good knowledge. Not, cause it, not because, as commonly thought, because they think they were the winners of the world. Well, well I, mean, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I don't believe it. It's something like yeah. the World Press sounds or whatever like, it's sounds called. Sounds like fake news to me. <laughs> Fact check me, what, bitch. What do you That's think about the, today, yeah. the AFL decision? What do you I, My think? personal opinion on AFL going ahead, it seems boneheaded and dumb. I don't... Very tone deaf. Yeah. I get that we want to have something to watch. Like, they're playing in the MCG tonight in front of 90,000 empty seats. I listened to a little bit of On The Way Over. It is bizarre. Yeah. It sounds like... Um, some people playing in a park, in a somewhere. park, but lots of concrete around because it's all yeah. a bit echoey. Yeah. Um, it strikes me as a really dumb and slightly arrogant thing to do. Of go, oh no, AFL, we just got to keep going, out and we will power through. Um, it's just we have to stop, and AFL has to stop. Businesses need to stop. Things need to shut down. We need to isolate, and we need to just get rid of this thing and get it done to kind of <laughs> sound like an American commentator did I we need to get, get rid of this thing <laughs> and get it done get it done <laughs> I am joining the army you need to isolate mm. um, so it struck me and I, I I like that there's some sport on so even though AFL is a crap sport in my opinion but that's good that there's something to watch but in reality we're better watching replays of old sport yeah it's naive it's, tone deaf it's really it. it just shouts dumb sh- um, I think they should have just gone no and because it's also what they've really kicked themselves in the foot by is going oh we'll start it the first week it's guaranteed to stop in the next two or three weeks just go, we'll postpone the whole season mm. and then we can start from a start. Whereas now you're going to have one or two games played and then be going in the same position. Well, it's better than they have set, they, you know, they've acknowledged that that 
there's every likelihood that could happen. I should say the NFL is also playing, which is the Australian Rugby League competition. NRL. NRL, NRL sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen what they're doing with the A-League, the Australian football, back-to-football football competition? Are they still playing? Or they no? are still playing behind closed doors. Um, however, Melbourne Victory... So, so one all of the Australian Mel- sports are essentially playing? Well, it, yeah, it's crazy because... A cricket cock stops. Cricket stops. Yeah. All cricket stops. So, so Melbourne Victory, but- he went away to Wellington Phoenix, New Zealand before the quarantine rule just flew back and got quarantined for two weeks wow. so that because they yeah. went to New Zealand and then came back so the A-League are proposing that all remaining games get played at neutral stadiums behind closed doors in Sydney and Melbourne and all teams stay in Sydney and Melbourne to play the remaining games I'll just go between the two um, I just on the cricket being the one sport that stopped cricket there's no contact you don't touch another person and no one watches cricket. Why have they stopped the cricket? Because that's a great point. Yeah, end of the season anyway. Yeah, true. I suspect it's just a natural. You know, it's easier for them to do because the season's kind of finished. Um. Okay. We're in a pickle. What are you going to do, other than talk about coronavirus to keep yourself entertained whilst there is no sport? What? Uh, I'm thinking of signing up. I've got Football Manager on my phone. Um, which is good, but it's not the full laptop version. So I'm thinking of uh, asking IT at work to install Football Manager on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Because um, I think that might Can be the answer. Can we play uh, virtually? Yep. Wow. See, that's the thing. So we could all... We can all the, the beauty of being in the 21st century when this has happened, we can all play FIFA online with everyone. We can play Football Manager online. I think there's stuff out there we can do that... Just the, actually, the, good. The, it is the football scratch. Yeah. Did you see some of the Premier League teams this week actually played their games on Football Manager? Yeah. So I, great. Watford did the whole. Yeah, game. Watford did the whole yeah. ninety-minute game on Football Manager, and it's brilliant. I saw someone um, tweet that they set two FIFA teams up and just didn't select that they were player one or player two, and just let them play play <laughs> out with <laughs> computer players and just watched it on the telly. Well, Leighton Orient have. Um, uh, started a world FIFA competition, and there's all like you know number of I think they've got like 180 clubs or something that have wow. signed up from around the world that That's are all brilliant. just gonna play for like and there's big you know Man City are playing and there's some some clubs have got players that are their nominated representative you know to some play. have got fans to yeah. play yeah so there's this whole mishmash of people yeah. but it's all been organised by Leighton Orient I kind of love that because it's not like they're a, Massive, big, yeah. big you know, corporate um, entity. Lots of people have been talking about replays, like watching old games of football. Mm. I don't get much fun out of watching old games of football. I would see. I wouldn't watch Man United against Liverpool in 2016. Wouldn't care. But if they ran, re-ran the whole of France 98 on TV. I'd watch every single yeah, game. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd just I would watch, watch a whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. I'd like. I want them to play a whole tournament on TV from start to finish, every group game, everything. I'd watch the whole lot. Yeah, I'm I'd in watch on that. Like I'm in six hours straight of Zidane, <laughs> just like to some sort of classical music. Well, have, you watched, have you watched the, the Mogwai movie? Uh, no. So, so there's a Zidane game. He plays Real Madrid. And the whole movie oh, is just following him, yeah. and then the soundtrack's done by Mogwai, yeah. and the soundtrack's the whole game. He scores, and manages to get sent off in the last minute. He's, wow! But I just there's people, and what, I actually I was doing a bit of this last night, watching old um, football, and I watched a 
Uh, I think it was on the Guardian. You know, they they reflect back on some I like, old, old I my favourite games or whatever. Yeah, and it was uh, Ronaldo, not um, current Ronaldo, but fat, fat Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And I can't think Ronaldo. it was the UEFA Cup final, but Jeezy was good. For like, PSV or Barcelona? No, for Inter. Oh, yeah. But just some of his like dribbling skills. It was amazing. Amazing. Like that one that... Um, where he goes in and out. Uh, Ron, 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 yeah, Ronaldinho yeah. does it as well, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo does it better, I think, and it's just amazing. I'd argue Ronaldo's best game was Real Madrid versus Man United in the Champions League. Oh, when he got a hat-trick, yeah, and he could hardly run. Outrageous. Yeah. He was wearing black that day, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does anyone have any size stories that aren't coronavirus-related? <laughs> I have one. Go on. Have you heard about Ronaldinho? Who- oh, my God. God. Lost his passport or something? Oh. No. So, Ronaldinho was in Paraguay. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, he was in Paraguay and was given a passport by a, a friend or an associate. Turns out it was a fake passport. So, he goes to fly somewhere and they're like, well, this is a fake passport. Um, and when you're Ronaldinho, do you need a fake passport? Why, yeah, why, why, where's know. his normal passport? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Did he lose we, it? Don't know. Back at Sofa. <laughs> Le- it was just exactly where he left dog it. Ate, dog ate it. Pogba's got it. <laughs> Where's Pogba? <laughs> yes. Directing so, coronavirus. He's in jail. So he's in a Paraguayan jail um, and he's awaiting bail and working out their fees. And- Why is bail joining him? <laughs> he's not in the game. <laughs> but he, um, he. bizarre. But he played futsal in jail this week. Um, and they kept asking him to play. He's like, no, no, no. Eventually, he got, he was like, okay, I'll play. They won 11-2. He scored six and assisted five. And there's a video of him doing an assist where he's a no-look back heel. And he like, flicks it over someone's head straight into... In prison. In prison. Yeah, that's bizarre. That's, I tell you, if, there's, good size if there's one um, ex-footballer who wouldn't cope with prison very well, it's Ronaldinho. Yeah. Like, no. he's in such a bubble. But I don't think well, he'll get Well, you just play football on. every day. Like, he's, he's such a... Such a like sweet little bloke, but if he, if he's in Brazil, everyone would love him. But he's in Paraguay. Yeah, that's yeah, bizarre. Really I've got cool. a coronavirus-related story, but only a little bit. Uh-huh. I just thought of it then. I saw I quite I quite liked just because of the catchphrase. Did you see that Ibrahimovic? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> he set up a fund. He set up a fund, but his like the way he described it was like um, if coronavirus won't come for Zlatan's, Zlatan's coming for coronavirus. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and he's set up a hundred million dollar fund. Yeah, he's trying to come I, up with something. I, I read an um, a interesting piece from one of the players, I wish I'd remember his name, I'm sorry for anyone in the States who is an LA Galaxy fan, but one of the players who played with um, Ibrahimovic for two years at Galaxy basically said that the world is a better place now he's left. Oh, really? Well, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's just like, it's not the media circus, it's that he's a prick. Yeah. Like, what, are you surprised by that? No, no, well, I mean, of course he's a prick, but you think that some of it's like the, Bravado. the persona, you know? Yeah. But they're saying, actually, like, on the pitch, he's a prick, he's selfish, he doesn't pass, he hogs the ball. When he does something well, it's all about him, it's never about the person who gave him the ball. And the, the player, he says, it's, there's a tangible feeling around that squad that players were scared of playing with him in case they would be chastised. Where it was wow. actually now, he's gone, they feel like as a team they're playing better. I, I have heard the, that if you play with him and you don't pass him the ball exactly where he wants it, he'll rip you to shreds. Yeah. But I've also heard that at training he works harder than everyone else. So he kind of 
get is a Man United. The talk was he's an absolute bastard to play with because he demands the best ball to him, but you let him off because he works harder than. And everyone. if you give him the best ball, he'll score. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of. But I think only the only. He's the only person that I've ever seen on a football field whose ego is in the same orbit as Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, you, have they ever played together? No. No. You, have they ever been in the same room? Like maybe, I was thinking about Ronaldo, just they wouldn't fit in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't get through the door. But I just was thinking that uh, you know Ronaldo would be thinking. Well, I guarantee you what he's thinking about coronavirus is that he is level with the Italian scoring record in terms of the number of consecutive games. Yeah, he's just like, I need it, he'll I need be it. having a tantrum that he's not get, getting the opportunity mm, to, to beat it. To beat it, yeah. Um, let's go on to the end game. End game. Yes. Yes. It's completely un beer aids related I thing. finally get a go at the end game because of my whopping victory last week what did you get wrong Rog? Oh, first time round Alison so Jeff you won last week so that puts the scores on Roger 8 me 6 Jeff 6 Jeff you're games master and last week you said you had a game ready for weeks I did because and it's uh, it's more poignant this week than ever before because who are going to be the most disappointed sides and this is a classic, by the way, so I want oh. you to play along at home. Okay. Who are the most disappointed sides in the Football League right now if it goes under? You'd argue that Leeds United and Liverpool would be the most disappointing, disappointed Ooh. sides. So I'm going to go for a game uh, from the year 2000, 4th of November. Ooh. Leeds 4. 19 years ago. Liverpool 3. Oh. Four, sorry, 4th of November. 2000. 2000. <laughs> Why is the 4th of November? <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. No, yeah, it's actually right the 3rd of November. Uh, Leeds 4, Liverpool 3 at Ellen Road. Managers, oh. please. And I'll tell you, it was a sunny day. David O'Leary? <laughs> David O'Leary. And, don't know. Uh, Julier? Gerard Julier, maybe? It's not on my, it's not my sheet, sorry. Jesus. Um, who goes first? Uh, who won last week? Me. Who lost last week? Rog. Yeah. Rog goes first. Two thousand. Look, John's got like eighteen names on his sheet. Rog, come on. <laughs> but I'm not confident about Leeds any of United, them. Liverpool. Mark Viduka scored four goals that day. Mark Viduka, four goals. I remember watching this game live. It was a corker. Robbie Fowler. Oh, Jesus, no. <sighs> Substitute, John. Oh. Uh, oh, 2000. Is it too early? Steven Gerrard. Substitute, John. Oh, God. <laughs> Dominic Matteo. Wow, it's left field. It is, but he went from Liverpool to Leeds. And he played when Leeds were doing really well. Dominic Matteo. <laughs> For Leeds United, started. Yes. Wow. That was a really good guess. Lee Boyer? Lee Boyer. For Leeds United. Ooh. Do I go for him or him? David James. 
Bam, bam. Oh, no. <laughs> Raj, you've got to get one. No. No, he got because he went first. first. Oh, you've, this is one of the all-time great Leeds United sides. I can't believe you didn't, e- you didn't go deep, deep in here. So, Ian Hart, Jonathan Woodgate, Mark Viduka, Lee Bowyer, Rid- Alan Smith. Radibi. Oh. Um, Robinson, Paul Robinson in goal. Oh, of course. Lucas Radibi. Uh, Nat, um, oh. uh, Decourt, Burns, Matteo, Alan Smith. Oh, yeah. John Allen Smith um, wasn't quite such a eclectic Liverpool side. Marcus Babel, Vladimir Schmitzer, oh, he was so crap. Hesky, uh, Hoopier, Danny Murphy, Patrick Berger, Didier Haman, Gary McAllister, uh, Jamie Carragher, Christian Zieger. Oh, there's Come some on. good ones in there. Though. Jamie Carragher. No, Michael Owen. No, he wasn't there. I had, I, do you know, I had Rhea Ferdinand and Michael Bridges on my list, so I'm glad I didn't go for them. Too early. Yeah, for Leeds. Wow. When that, were, that was a great Leeds United side. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, but I, like a little bit, maybe a couple of years later, like when you got the Harry when, Kuehl coming in. Yeah, because my head was thinking the Leeds team that got to the European Cup semi-finals. Yeah. Uh, yeah Which Harry. isn't that different to that, but there's a... Few, few additions. Good game, Jeff. A good game. Yeah. On that note, so yes. talking of games, coronavirus <laughs> is going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Maybe next week, if we're still allowed to be in the same room as each other, we just do a fuckload of end games. <laughs> <laughs> good idea, John. Good idea. Well, well, how many of we do we need to finish the season? Will the season ever end? Well, because otherwise you're going to void the season. And mm. I'm... Well, that means you're on nine and Jeff and I are on six. So Jeff and I have got to find some points somehow. Mm. So uh, we'll basically play games that Jeff and I can win. It's been bloody great to be back in the shed, I tell you. Nice talk to humans about things. It's a good, a good relief from uh, all this crap. Will we be here next week or will we not be here next week? Don't know. Have Don't to know. wait and see everyone. Yeah. Well, uh, it's an keep... uncertain time. It is. We'll keep everyone informed on Facebook. Um, we'll have a baby. You might have a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a third baby due next week. <laughs> Not next week. Not oh. for a few weeks. Yeah. Three weeks, four weeks. Good luck with that, Rog. Thanks. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. We will hopefully be back next week. We'll see what happens. Um, don't forget, if you want to get in contact, ask us questions, or just talk to another human whilst you're a bit lonely and isolated, um, just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com and stay healthy and safe and we will talk to you soon see ya bye bye